Hey guys, it's Michael Sullivan here again, kind of live and recording, and I want to get a little bit of a topic out of the way. I, I struggle to get some of these podcasts out in a timely fashion because I don't, I don't always know what to say, and I, I think sometimes people babble on these things, so um, there's highly professional podcasts out there that people don't, and I don't want to be perceived as one that is a babbling podcast so eventually I need to start getting more guests on here that are interesting and big enough draws to make it worthwhile uh, to have them on board but for now you're stuck with listening to me the Viking in Valhalla coach of Fusebox Mixed Martial Arts Ensemble 1 so um, a little bit of a background I've created quite a few upper mid-level champions and have had something to do with a few high-level champions. These Creating a champion typically takes a team of coaches, and I don't think if any one person's taking credit for somebody else's action, I think there's an imbalance in the way that it's being seen. There's, there's nobody um, so important, I don't believe, that something wouldn't happen without him. Uh, with with acceptance of the fighter and the championship would have even happened without them just their championship wouldn't have happened so today's topic is champion no champion who do you want to be so i'm dealing with for the last 20 something years fighters that are in an effort to become champions in mixed martial arts and sambo in karate Sanda, Thai boxing, jiu-jitsu, you name it. We're out there trying to make a difference. The way I see it is as you do one thing, you tend to do most things. So per a conversation I had yesterday with a friend of mine, The people tend to have very non-diverse personalities, meaning that they're kind of the same person in every situation or they're predictable in that situation. And the reason that is, it's a survival characteristic in my belief, but it is also the reason that people get stuck in a particular quadrant of results in life. Getting to where you can change from a person that was not a champion to a person that is a champion or a person that had no drive to become a champion to a person that does have the drive to become a champion is a significant undertaking and it's tremendous in the amount of details that go into producing characteristics that will move you to the top of the topical hierarchy, whatever we're talking about, whether it be in business and or if it's race car driving or if it is the martial arts, there is no guarantee that you have the characteristics necessary to achieve said goal. So with that in mind, I wanted to talk a little bit about what does it take to become that champion? in some very basic beginning steps, and I don't want to get into 
training methodology entirely today, but some very basic beginning steps that will allow you to begin the process of becoming a champion. Now, I'm going to give you a disclaimer right away. You're going to have to pay for this. It's not free. If you're looking to become a champion at something that's free, you're going to have to scour around in the very low order of competitions. You can't go to a high order competition and hope to succeed well. In my head, I have this example of I'm going to become a champion at something, then per- perhaps um, enter yourself into, I'm thinking for myself here, if I wanted to become a random champion today of something that really didn't matter to me, I could maybe go to a county fair in a small town and enter the greased pig catching competition um, with a bunch of people my age that haven't done athletics since high school. And then I could become the champion. But that term champion would carry no actual weight. It would carry more of a comedic title at that point. So what I'm discussing today is legitimate championships of noble pursuits. And I think that noble pursuit is something that has been discarded from our language in an effort to make everybody equal. And I'm not here to talk about equality. Everybody should equally have the opportunity. But that doesn't mean everybody gets equal results, does it? That's the reason we don't have endless champions of the same weight division in the same promotion. So, how do I see it as a coach? All these years being around, it starts a little bit with the eyes for me. I I can tell when a person comes in and they have the physical capability and and they may even have some of the training capability of the skill, but I can see it in their eyes that they don't have it. And if you want to run an experiment for yourself, look through, just kind of Google or look up in a magazine and look at the eyes of champions. Champion swimmers, champion golfers, champion race car drivers, champion fighters. And just hold your hands over their face, top and bottom, and just look at their eyes. There's something about the way that their eyes are. And I can't explain exactly what it is, but it's piercing. There's not... There doesn't seem to be a body language in their eyes that's looking for an answer to their existence. There's a lack of patheticism. And that's an end result. So I don't, I don't think you could start there. And that's, that's a popular saying. People go, well, I'm going to start at the end. And you can't fake your way to a championship of a noble pursuit. So people that come in periodically and they don't have this look in their eyes, what they have is the look of question. How do I get better? How do I grow? Other people come in with the question, how do I get acceptance? How do I force my way into the cool kids crowd? How do I make you look at me as an equal without 
me being forced to be an equal, how do I force you to, to see me as an equal? I see that in people's eyes a lot too. I see a general sense of loss in people's eyes when they walk into the facility sometimes. And they're just lost. And they're looking... The gym operates a lot. These, these fight gyms operate a lot like a church. People are looking for something. And it's rare that they're looking to learn how to smash somebody's head with their knee. They're typically looking for an answer to their own existence, a, uh, a reason to being, a passion, an excitement to wake up in the morning. And this question is, is so deep that sometimes people will come to me and say, hey coach, I'm thinking of killing myself. Can you tell me why not to? And it depends upon my mood, on how I answer. But in my head, sometimes I'm thinking, not non-empathetically, not in a mean way, but I'm thinking, no, I can't tell you why not. I have no idea why you wouldn't if life is mundane and filled with patterns that you've accidentally, most likely accidentally created that cause you to have to work constantly and then only get to keep about two-thirds to a half of that income and then not have enough money to be able to do anything other than work. So when, if that's how your life is summarized, when people come to me and say, hey, I feel like killing myself, I, uh, I say I understand. It, there is a lack of meaning to that. And I have a lot of opinions on why that is occurring so strongly. And we'll get into that in a different Podcast, and I'll probably bring some guests on for that one. But that is one of the persons that come into the facility. And perhaps the champion starts that way. Perhaps the champion starts with questions. But in the end, I see the eyes change. Right when they get sick of getting pushed around or taking shit from life or their spouse, I see something change in their eyes. It's a good thing. Whether they stay with me or not, it's a good thing to see somebody finally say, I'm taking it back. I'm taking my life back. I have one life that I know of Spending it, attempting to make somebody else happy when there is no way we can be responsible for the happiness of others is a waste of a life.
an absolute tragedy. Most people realize this when they're too old and their youth is gone. And then that was it. That was the end of the story. So I really like it when people realize prior to the end of the story that they themselves can become that champion and their eyes turn on. It's amazing. So, step by step, what makes a champion? Keep in mind, this is my coach's opinion. My coaching opinion. Number one, genetics. Can you do the basics to rise to the top of the hierarchy that you're attempting to become a champion of? Do you have fast enough type 1 fiber? Do you have endurance-based enough type 2 fiber? Do you have high enough pain tolerance? Do you have hard enough bones? Do you have enough intelligence? Intelligence is an interesting one to me. I was always... um, taught to believe as a young man that or a young boy that I was incredibly stupid uh, to the point of bringing shame upon everybody that knew me and it created a a pretty significant issue with my self-perception but it turns out that IQ and intelligence is a precursing indicator that of how fast a person can learn not how well they can apply said information so how fast can you learn it and how fast can you apply it are not the same topic and I'm going to give you one of the reasons that I've experienced why that is So are you strong enough? Are you fast enough? Are you big enough? Are you small enough? Do you have enough endurance? Do you have enough strength? Do you have enough meanness in you to become a champion in combat sports? These are legitimate questions. If you don't have it, you don't have it. And I and I don't know what to tell people if they if they didn't come born with this, it's not personal. It's just your plight, and no amount of negative emotion is going to change that. So, here's what I found with people that have incredible genetics that walk into the facility. There's a high percentage of the time, I'm not going to try to give you a number, I don't know the number, the actual percentage, but it's a high percentage that people that are very capable will almost out of their control, their ego will take over and destroy their hopes for an actual future as a competitor in combat sports. Because they're already stronger and faster and capable of beating people in their training environment. They 
figure in their own head with their own lack of experience that that is good enough and then off they go. But it doesn't, it's not enough for the rest of the world. It's not enough to get you through an actual championship title shot that you have to earn, by the way, by running through a bunch of other people that want the same exact title shot whom are also very genetically gifted. And I watch these people come in and one of the first things that they will do is begin the process of designing their own training. And we're going to touch on that a little bit deeper in a few minutes. But if you come in as an inexperienced or experienced fighter and start designing your own training and you don't trust the coach's words, then you have the wrong coach. Not everybody can hear everybody. So the fact is not everybody can hear me. There are other facilities that are far more popular than mine. And I sum those up as uh, different groups from high school. So you have some gyms that are kind of the asshole table. You know them, the, uh, the kids with the polo shirt that gobble up the center of the cafeteria at the edge. And um, they're, they're just kind of the most popular middle of the, I, I guess, kids in the school. And, and most of them end up, as far as I can tell, um, doing exactly the same thing in life, having the same social standing, but it involves a cubicle. Then you have the smoker section. We have we have facilities here in town, one in particular that I consider to be the smoker section. And then you have like this goth school, and then um, which is like these kind of the weird kids that keep cutting themselves. Um, my school probably is best suited to be the kids that didn't really have a crowd, but got along with everybody. And. Uh, that's the way I see it. Maybe I'm wrong, but that, that is definitely how I see it. The other thing that, uh, that goes into that, if you can't hear your coach, you've got to find one of those other facilities that you can hear, that you can uh, relate to the fighters that... Sometimes people make that move and it's good. Most of the time when once you're established in a facility, people will make that move and it's, and it's a really bad thing. Uh, oftentimes, and I think it's a high percentage of times, a person changing facilities is, is a bad thing. And that comes down to quality of training. Are you getting quality of training? Do you have a black belt level instructor? I see I see people out there teaching things like jujitsu and kickboxing while at the same time they're in relatively similar classes in other gyms as to the ones that they're teaching. Meaning that they're learning it kind of, not mastering it, and then coming back and then kind of regurgitating it onto this next group of people that is paying. And I consider that to be absolute false false coaching i uh i don't have 
I don't have any respect for that. You, if you don't have the patience to master your craft, whatever it is, then you're probably missing the number one characteristic that it takes to be an instructor, man. It's, uh, I, I understand that some people can, can do something a few times and get good, but that is a genetic thing. And that person wouldn't have the ability to walk up to the next person who doesn't have that same gift and get them the same result. So I see a lot of coaches are, are doing what I call sacrificing lambs. They have to go through, they're not going to have a successful program. If you, don't, if you didn't come from a successful program and you didn't bother to master uh, your methods in a successful program and work to a black belt level, then what you're going to be doing is sacrificing a bunch of people in the process of trying to answer your own ego. And um, oftentimes, that fighter that had ability and genetics on their side that had no patience to, to learn and be stick to is often the one that leaves and becomes a coach. And sometimes there's another one, that one that just didn't fit in well and wasn't picking up at the same rate of speed, but their ego is so wildly out of control that they need to be perceived, at least in their own head, as a master or expert and so they go through this process of skipping the mastery of becoming an expert and just demanding the title. So if you're not getting to quality training, then you have to change the gym. Good luck on figuring out where to go. It's a hard fit. And if you spent five years learning ways that aren't, the best, then you're going to spend a long time trying to relearn those ways. And not only are you going to try to learn, but you're going to have to try to break habits at the same time. And this is very, very challenging to break a habit and recreate a new habit. So many of the natural fail due to this kind of ego overload. And then they go off to get the payment and emotional acknowledgement from people. They just seek it kind of from the wrong crowd. In the end, I think a lot of them figured this out, but it costs them their career. If you're not getting the approval from thousands in the stands as you take your championship and you're just getting it from your girlfriend or from a group of weak people that are that hang around you hoping to get a little bit of your sub-level popularity then these are the wrong people to impress and you're going to get the wrong results in, in the end I don't feel like I need to dive into this much more I think most of us have enough experience in life to understand what, exactly what I'm talking about then it's going to come down to training consistency this one is something that kind of gets under my skin I want to become a champion like fucking great. I'm here for you. I am here to do whatever it takes to get you where you want to go. I'm going to give you three hours a week. And, and I'm like, you're, you're going to give me three fucking hours a week. And you want me to turn you into 
a world champion with three fucking hours a week. You're not even the best person at your job and you're there eight hours a day. And you want to give me less than half a day in a week to turn you into a champion at something that could change your life for the positive forever? And you're going to put all of your time into a job that you fucking hate? And then the rest of your time is going to go into a life that you wouldn't wish upon somebody that you didn't like? And you want me to change you into a champion within three fucking hours on a program that you designed? Yeah, when do we get started? So that's, that's basically what goes through my head and I don't say it out loud. I'm trying to get better at just not spewing thoughts. Listen, if you love your life and you're like, man, I can't wait to get up in the morning. I love fighting with my girlfriend over her fucking insecurities. I love going through and having her dictate how much time I can, I can put or him put, how much time I can put into, uh, into my training. And, and, and I've got this emotional insecurity coming from a relationship behind me that tells me whether or not I'm going to live my life the way I want to. And in the end, you're probably going to fucking break up anyways. And so what you end up having after all of this is you don't get your goal and you're not getting to keep that chunk of hell that you call a relationship anyways. People get very upset at my views on relationship, but guys, here's the way I see it. Out of all the relationships you have had, how many have worked? If you say more than one, then either you had a tragic event in your life or a spouse has died, or you have a couple of wives, sir. Almost no relationship works with anybody. So when I tell people, or ask people, if you had to tell me how many relationships you've had that have worked, I think the best answer they can give me is I have one in a working progress right now. It's a work in progress. We don't know if it's going to work yet. So sometimes headed to a championship, you have to shake off What could potentially hold you back? That clay mud on your boots. You have to ask if everybody in your life is here to move you and if you're willing to move everybody in your life towards their goals. These are characteristics and habits of champion people. You get rid of those who hold you down and you help those who help you. Could you imagine if people that made the NFL took their, their, their journey so lightly, they're like, I'm going to go to the NFL, and then finally I'm going to make it, because you can sign yourself into the NFL now. I'm going to make it like fighting. I can just go and sign myself as a pro, so I'm going to go be a pro NFL guy. And they're like, yo, man, I am going to chain three days a week for one hour. 
and I'm going to fucking ditch out on two-thirds of my training because it's the stuff I really don't want to do because I really don't want to make my girlfriend or boyfriend unhappy. I I don't want to go fight over this. I'm going to go fight over something else by sacrificing this. And then time goes by and your prime goes by. And your age adds up. And your body doesn't heal anymore. And you pass 27, 28 years old. And all of a sudden, you're degenerating faster than you're building new cells. And then you're going to pass another mile marker where you're not producing hormones the way you should be when you had a youthful body. And so you start breaking down even further and your interest train changes. Depression kicks in that you thought you had when you were young, but it turns out you didn't. That you were just emotional and you looked at stupid shit and had stupid feelings. But then you get older and you don't even produce the hormones that can make you happy. So you have to experience life through all this burnt hard lessons that you had as a young person and excel into your old age and now you're tired and nothing works and you... Uh, oftentimes have a lack of money and you have a lack of a spouse or you're hanging out in this long-term relationship with this person that you wouldn't want to touch if your life depended on it. And I don't think that I listen to this podcast, I'm going to get a lot of people giving me the proverbial, nuh-uh. I think we can all understand that this kind of thing is exactly what happens. People will give up a good life to go live in hell and they do it all the time I watch them do it all the time I watch people quit that's so much fucking talent that walk into this facility and the next thing you know I get to watch them on Instagram dancing by themselves in their fucking bedroom when they could be a highly successful martial artist and in the UFC and doing well, but instead they're dressing like Michael Jackson, dancing in their bedroom by themselves, working a low-end labor job. And then their youth's going to go by and they're going to look back at pictures of themselves dancing on Instagram. Fuck me. You know, I think I maybe have 20 or so years left to live. That's just, that's just the nature of life, man. I, uh, and you can't teach people this stuff, I feel. Like it's either they come with an intuitive knowledge that they need to do better or they just sabotage themselves. And I watch people do it all the time. It's terribly frustrating. But I've gotten to the stage in life where people say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out and I'm going to go make my girlfriend happy. And we break up every Thursday. And I'm like, fuck right on, dude. Go get it. Go play your cycle. Go play your script. Go be miserable in your misery. Had nothing to do with me. I can't save everybody. I can offer people um, my, my age and my wisdom and what I've done in my coaching career to help people get where they need to go. But if they don't want to take it, I, I can't take it personal anymore. Some people say they can't go someplace because of anxiety or uh, these new terms like everybody has 
And this is frustrating as a coach. Well, I have anxiety. Well, motherfucker, everybody has anxiety. What you have is a low pain tolerance. That's what you have. You have this shitty ego and a low pain tolerance and you think everybody has to think a certain thing of you. Otherwise, you get anxiety. Here's a harsh one, harsh one for you. Nobody fucking cares. Now that that's out there and we know, nobody cares if you're suffering because of your own thoughts. If you have your foot caught in a bear trap, people are running to help you. But if you're just sitting around beating yourself up with your own thoughts, and I have anxiety, and so does everybody else, but most people pick up their cross and drag it. Nobody cares. Because they have their own cross on their back, and it's exhausting. So if you want to become a champion, you're going to have to toughen up. You're going to have to stop crying when things don't go your way. You're going to have to push through adversity because there's no such thing as, oh man, my path to the championship was fucking easy. It was super easy. I'm the, I'm the pig, greased up pig catching champion of the smallest county and the smallest state. Nobody cares about that guy. You want to become something, a champion of something fucking legitimate? You're going to have to pay a legitimate fucking price unless you want to be exactly what you are right now except an older version in 20 years. You're going to have to step up to the plate and push through it. You're going to have to write down your goals and you're going to have to drive into this. And you've got to fight like hell. And I'm telling you, there's this characteristic that's rare and interesting. A champion isn't somebody that wins because they were always winning. A champion is somebody that can win even if they start out losing. A champion somebody, when they're in the ring and I'm coaching them, I know for sure, no matter how the fight's going in the first and second round, even if we're losing, they're going to come back and win that last one. They don't come back and sit down and say, I'm too tired. It's like, hell yeah, you're tired. I've been telling you you're going to be tired since day fucking one. It's the reason I'm pissed off that you show up twice a week for your training camp. Go reap what you sow. You wanted to experience pain this bad if you only showed up two, three times a week. Do exactly what you want and then leave and expect to become a champion. How the fuck do you know if you haven't made a champion before? Let me tell you what making a champion is going to look like if you've never done that. Probably going to look like everything you don't want. That's what it's going to look like. So a lot of this is going to come down to the basis of can you identify what you're after? Do you have the genetics to make it happen? Do you have the proper training quality? Do you have training consistency? Do you have the family where you don't have this insecure Nazi sitting at home trying to hold your head underwater so they can feel good about themselves? Then do you have that love to win? but didn't want to quit when you lose, you got to get through that. When you win, you have to want to win more. And then when you lose, you kind of have to win more. There can be nothing that stops this insatiable drive for world dominance. That's what a champion is. And as soon as you get to the top, there's going to be somebody under you hungrier trying to take this away. 
These next couple of characteristics are ones that drive me crazy. See, champions, they'll find ways to chain. They find ways to train all the time. I have a hard time keeping up with the champions. And they show up when I'm not there and they do stuff and they're constantly moving. And that's exactly what it takes, man, because it just takes pounding your craft. When somebody else is sleeping, you're working. When somebody else is eating, you're working. When somebody else is complaining, you're working. When somebody else is going to movies, you're working. When somebody else is quitting, you're going and you're working. People come up to me all the time. They're like, hey, coach, guess what? I have this plan, man. I'm quitting. And I'm like, congratulations, you fucking loser. You're doing exactly the one thing that has gotten you to where you are in life right now and that made you so unhappy up to this fucking point. You're quitting. Quit everything when it gets hard. Quit a relationship when it gets tough. Quit your car. Quit your job. Quit your training. Quit your life. Quit your goals. Quit school. Just quit everything. When it comes to making a champion, I don't have time for those people. I'm not here to teach you how to fucking jog. You better know how to jog when you walk in the gym. You want to become a champion? You better show me you want to become a champion. You know who you have to show to? You have to show you because you know inherently if you're one of those people that is a life-sucking leech that does nothing but asks other people to hold your cross for a second while you cry about holding your cross the whole time while they're carrying their own cross. It's okay to break down sometimes, but when that's your main characteristic... I don't have very clean thoughts for that person. So when we're talking the topic of championship making, of a real streamlined idea of what a champion is and what they're willing to put in. And if you've got every excuse in the world on why you can't show up, and why you're too busy, or why you in your own head, or why you're fucking depressed like the rest of the world, or why you have anxiety, or why you don't think it'll work, or why you gotta fight with your girlfriend, or any of these things, none of those are gonna make a champion. So stop trying to fool yourself. Either step up to the fucking plate and become that champion, and get past all that bullshit, or quit. At least quit the part that says you're gonna be a champion. Because you're not. If you're not willing to pay the price to get past all of this bullshit that you think, I promise you, is unique to you, and this is the reason this probably feels like I'm talking about a certain person or three, I'm not. It's been like this since 1986 when I started paying attention. It's the same exact bullshit. Constantly. On why I can't do it and other people can. Because they're willing to pay the price and I'm not. That's exactly what it is. So if you want to grow old and say, I could have done it, but instead I just didn't. And now, boy, I'm happy I didn't. If you think that's going to be a reality, risk it. I'm telling you as a person that's here now and that is of the age where it's too old to go back in and try... It's not a good feeling. I don't suggest doing it again. Even if you're 50 years old, I don't suggest you repeating that stuff for stuff that is age appropriate for you. You still have youth in you. 
Become a champion of your goddamn life. It's the only one you have. And procrastination is going to be the number one killer of goals and life. Because you're waiting. The fuck are you waiting for? People are like, well, I just feel like if I wait, that it'll come to me. No, it won't. Success isn't going to show up at your door. And even if it did, it'd be wearing overalls and look like work and you're going to turn it down because it's five in the morning. You want to shine? Do what everybody is unwilling to do. Suffer in silence. Train when nobody's looking. I'm a coach. I'm not an oxen. I don't drag you. I'll never drag another fighter to the championship. You want to go? I'll go with you. And people can't find reasons to train, but they can find reasons to do everything else. And then even mention to me wanting to become great. I don't have an emotional feeling towards it when it happens. Just kind of an empty head shake. So the final thing that I'm going to leave you guys with is on your way to the championship or on your way to that bar stool or on the way to leading the most average, mundane, boring life that you can fucking drag yourself through in order to keep somebody else happy. Whatever your goal is, Set a goal above all else. And if it's to make another person that can't be happy because they're everything I just explained and it's your goal to make them happy by sacrificing your youth, the one you get, then write that goal down. And don't blame them when that time comes, when they leave or you guys break off or you have nothing in common anymore and your youth is gone and there's no way they could pay that back and they, by the way, don't give a shit that you lost it because they would have to feel that guilt. If they did. It's your life. Pick up the torch. Run with it. Take responsibility for it. Set your goals. Take responsibility for your life. Nothing stands in the way of you becoming a champion. I should be getting contacted by people saying, hey, I really want to become a champion. What can I do to get there? How can you help me? This is what I'm willing to sacrifice to make it happen. Take responsibility to becoming that champion. There's going to be a fight around every single corner. But that's what a champion does. Come home with your shield or on it. Viking of Valhalla, Coach Michael Sullivan. Thanks for listening in, guys. Talk to you next week.